seven different languages to more than a half billion viewers each week. The World Wrestling Federation, the worldwide leader in sports entertainment. He was once one of the most respected superstars in World Wrestling Federation history. The boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. But Shawn's disastrous mistake at SummerSlam changed everything. Good God! Good God! I can't believe this. A phenomenal champion was robbed. The finger of blame pointed squarely at Shawn. Gotta take out Rob. Shawn Michaels a piece of crap. It was a travesty of justice. I think Shawn Michaels is a traitor. I think he did it on purpose. If a true test of a man's soul comes in times of adversity, what can be said of Michaels? Either you're with me or you're against me. Take your pick. Shawn Michaels, you're gonna have to look me in the eyes and you're gonna have to pay for your crimes. Rather than face the consequences of his actions, Shawn Michaels hands the flame. He is going down in a blaze of fire. In a fleeting moment, Shawn had one last chance to change his destiny. Then he made his choice. coming to me. I condemn you to an eternity of hell. Tonight, one of the most volatile conflicts in WWF history is set to explode. For the first time ever, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels will face each other one-on-one, -on -one, and you're standing on ground zero. Stridex presents WWF Ground Zero in your house. Wow. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to Retromania, a retrospective pro wrestling podcast where we are looking back 20 years uh, into the past from the future into the origin of attitude. It's a travesty of justice. Yes, indeed. It's, uh, uh. it's September 7th, 1997. Yes. Ground zero. Ground zero. Not the 11th. Yeah. Sad, but it rings true. Seven and eleven, they go together. Both ground zeros. <laughs> Our president mentioned that once. <laughs> yeah, this was my my entire concept of what ground zero was up until nine eleven was just it's just the thing they say on wrestling. It's just pay per view. It's yeah. a wrestling thing. Yeah. Oh, you mean ground zero in your house? <laughs> that one. And here we are, we're looking back at the origin of Attitude. This is 20 years in the making. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Vince McMahon, the key players. Yes. What's been going on recently, Jimmy? Yep, so we're uh, well off the heels of SummerSlam now. So since SummerSlam, there has been uh, sort of the cementing of Shawn Michaels' heel turn. Uh as he uh, clocked Undertaker a uh, second time with the steel chair. This time it was no mistake. No. Everybody uh, painted him to a corner, Jack. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he is uh, 
has has cemented his heel turn and is uh, into into a feud with the uh, Undertaker. Uh, Bret Hart is holding on to the WWF title in an uh, interesting, if not one-sided, feud with the Patriot. Yeah, five times though. It's fifth reign. Yeah, yep. record tying. Uh, and this Patriot, he came on around uh, July. Yeah. And he's just been built up and built up. Yeah. And put over and put over. And he's challenging now. Yeah, he's reached the top. He's reached that top step where he's either going to, you know, become champion or he could fall off a cliff. Yep. We'll see. We'll see which way Vince decides to go with this. Vince, uh, owner of the WWF, um, is taking on more and more of a. Uh, um, character-driven role of an authority figure there's a you know acknowledgments of that he is in fact the owner of the company uh more and more of that every week uh and steve austin is uh his career is in is in jeopardy uh after uh suffering a stinger uh in his match against owen hart at SummerSlam 97 uh so he was scheduled to wrestle uh this ground zero pay-per-view in a fatal four-way defending his uh tag titles with dude love uh, but we found out on Friday night's main event uh, that he is going to be unable to compete. So, uh, Yikes. But he will make his presence felt. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling. Yeah, we'll see if he can even um, do anything. Yeah. Physically. Uh, they say no, but we'll see. He's yeah. the toughest SOB. That is um, certain. By the way. I'm one part of the hosting squad. Oh, yeah. Kobe Nida. Oh, hey, Kobe. (laughs) As always, I'm joined by... The other half of the hosting squad, Jimmy Price. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? I'm doing doing all right, man. How's everything going in your life? Pretty good, man. Pretty (laughs) solid. It's, uh... And summer's usually not the best time for me, but it's been really good. This is an all right summer. It's a cool, cool summer. Not cruel, Yeah, it's been mild. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Temperature wise, it's all right. Wrestling wise, not the greatest. G1 Climax was my highlight. Oh, yeah. That was. I think I climaxed there. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. <laughs> I think a lot of people did with uh, the matches we've gotten this year from Omega and Okada. It's just right. off the charts. Uh, WWE, on the other hand, you know, they've got their they've got their faults. But they've there got... was a great fatal four way. SummerSlam main um, that's, event. That was a good plus. I mean, it's 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 strange in a way how they're they're mirroring certain things that happened in 1997, 20 years ago. Very true. As we go back and forth on this timeline, I think we're affecting the waves. <laughs> um, it's just interesting. It- we we're in a time right now in 1997 where they're introducing fatal four ways more and more. Mm-hmm. We get the tag fatal four way at this event. We get a triple threat at this event. We get a fatal four way months before at the uh, final four. Yeah. Um, we get a triple threat triangle match in WCW. We get we get more and more of these matches that are involving more wrestlers that. Built the foundation of how we are in wrestling today, where we have yeah. multi-man matches just yeah. to cover the ground. And sometimes they work out great, and sometimes the the guys are really talented. Sometimes you get a match like we have on this show, which which we'll get into later. Yikes! Uh, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of parallels uh, <laughs> between uh, what's going on this year and what went on twenty years ago. It makes yeah. you wonder: is it future or is it past? Mm. 
Vince, let me know. Yeah. I think he's just looking at his book and he's just like, I like this. I like this part. I want to show a man his liver. Yeah, the liver. I like bringing up the liver. I like ambulances. I like um, Fatal Four Ways. <laughs> These things get me off. <laughs> One thing is you can't show women more and more as we're getting into the era of NR 1997 timeline. Interesting. Not too much on this pay-per-view, which uh, I'm okay with because yeah. this is a decent pay-per-view, but it's kind of like a B pay-per-view. It is, and it's the first three hour in your house. Yes. Which is interesting to still have. I think there's only seven matches on the show. And there's it's one of the second to last in your house pay-per-views, I think. I think so, yeah. They just um, dropped the in-your-house altogether here pretty soon. Interesting enough, I looked for this pay-per-view for a while, looking for Ground Zero. Doesn't come up as Ground Zero yeah. as far as like in the scroll of things on the medium I was using. Yeah. Um, I forgot it was in-your-house. In-your-house. Like, oh, shit. In-your-house. There I go. Get it right, Jack. Yep. Ah. So, here we are. Uh, Louisville Gardens, September 7th, 1997. It's in your house. Ground zero. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. We get that nice intro. Um, Jerry, Vince, and JR, they're introing the matches and the stipulations. And interestingly enough, the title match is like mentioned second to last and it's like nothing yeah it's semi-main uh the, the, they make no bones about the fact that this this huge first time match between uh hbk and undertaker is your main event and i think basically that, i think it's the right call yeah i agree um i'm not opposed to it but uh it's this is again brett gets the title and he's in the middle spot you know the mid card or the opening act defending title yeah. spot. Familiar. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's a fan of, but they put him right back into it. Yeah. Um, We get a promo package for Pillman and Goldust, yeah. this feud that's which, going on. Which did you catch Vince saying, uh, first up we have Goldust versus Marlena. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't. He says that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Michael Cole says, can anyone imagine the horror that will develop over 30 days? The innocence of a marriage lost insinuating, uh, Pillman. If he wins this match, he gets Marlena for 30 days. Uh, if Goldust wins, Pillman is out of the WWF forever, but, uh, he was insinuating there. If Pillman wins, he's going to fuck Marlena. So. Yeah, there's there's a, some a few references to that. Yeah, Goldust out to a big pop. Fans love him here. This is a face territory. I realized. Oh yeah, uh, where they are in Louisville. Yeah, they're very pro face. Definitely. Yeah. Now these are these are good old Southern wrestling fans, and they're uh, they're gonna cheer the faces and boo the heels. Yep. Um, Goldust goes to kiss Marlena, but she leans back and. She allows him to kiss her chin. Yeah. So this is kind of weird. Not not the best vote of confidence for, you know, the man who's going in there to, like, try to, like, make it so you don't have to work for Brian Pillman. Right. 
Uh, we get a view of the Spanish-French announce tables, which yep. they'll come into play later in our Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pillman in his liquid blue shirt. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. Um, Goldust gets on the beatdown quickly, and we see a sign in the crowd that says, 30 days, long, 30 long days on Pillman's trophy shelf. Some fan went through a big effort to put this sign together. <laughs> it's very descript. It's yeah. very uh, wordy. People are down with uh, Pillman taking advantage of Marlena. It's kind of strange. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So uh, uh, Vince and JR acknowledge Marlena and Pillman's prior relationship during this match. And Jerry says, everybody knows about Marlena. She's been on everybody's lap. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Uh, and Pillman has no dress out, so he he's he, he doesn't have to wear the dress during this. Yeah, which is weird because I don't think he ever won a match. That was the no. big the big step. Yep. Uh, Pillman calls for a bulldog, but he gets lifted like sloppy by Gold Dust and crushed on the rope. Outside, Pillman is suplexed on the ramp, and Gold Dust crotches Pillman again on the post. Um, and he works his knee. Pillman takes control with a rest hold and a chin lock and a backdrop and a reversal into the corner. Pillman climbs to the top rope and he gets caught from gold dust on the outside where he tosses Pillman to the railing like the Shawn Michaels spot that we yeah. spoke last episode. Um, that famous chin on the railing spot. Yeah. 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 Catch it with your armpit. Looks pretty good. Yeah, Marlena slaps Brian Pillman. Um, Goldust lifts Brian Pillman into the corner for a superplex, but we get a reversal where Pillman just lands Goldust belly first on the ring. Uh, Pillman jumps, but he misses. Then we get a curtain call attempt, and Pillman hits Earl Hebner with his arm, um, knocking the ref out. Then we get the curtain call. We get a cover, but the referee is down. Uh, Gold Dust goes to Earl Hebner. Marlena gets up on the ap- apron and she goes, well, Brian Pillman goes towards her and she swings her purse. But Brian Pillman catches the purse and he clocks Gold Dust with it while the referee is still down. And he covers and like magic, Earl Hebner is up one, two, three. Yeah. Brian Pillman grabs Marlena and she's all yours, Brian, <laughs> says Jerry. Yeah. But but Kobe, if he you know struck Goldust with a mere purse, there can't be couldn't be anything of too much substance in there. I mean, you figure yeah. some makeup brushes, uh, you know, maybe some some tissues, something. Not, mm. not a whole lot in there. Could could it be that? We'll see. Uh, Goldust runs up to the back, and Lawler pulls out half of a brick out of the purse. <sighs> half brick in the purse. Yeah, classic. So, how do you feel about this match? <sighs> sloppy I, I i feel bad because i say i'm a brian pillman fan but i guess it's from the wcw stuff yeah um and not even any of those are that great so i'm questioning brian pillman's like i mean he's a great wrestler and character don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. in ring quality to what we're able to see is like what's up yeah, it's show me some good matches. It's unfortunate. Tell me, let me know. 
Yeah. Um, I think the, you know, obviously he was never the same after that accident and, and, you know, breaking his ankle and, in such a, you know, significant way. Um, so yeah, the, the, you know, he never really was able to catch a stride in WWF. I, for what it's worth, the match is sloppy, but I think it's, it's well-paced and I think that they had better chemistry and it was definitely a much better match than they had at SummerSlam, uh, the month before. Agreed. But uh, compared to WCW opening matches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely not. Um, and uh, this, you know, one one of Pillman's better pay-per-view matches in WWF, uh, unfortunately, would prove to be his last pay- yeah. pay-per-view match in WWF. Sadly enough. Yeah. Um, um, he runs off with Marlena. Um, it's just, I can't believe, I couldn't believe this was going on at the time either. Uh, Pillman like grabs her and they like he's forcing her out of the curtain up the ramp and Goldust is upset visually and runs after them. It's just it's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. It's uncomfortable. It's unfortunate. Uh, But this was like we like we mentioned, it was the height of the uh, male soap opera aspect of of uh of what wwf was doing at the time 90s action guys yeah their dick is hard all the time (laughs) ready to fuck whatever and (laughs) like no no remorse no nothing no you know just he's the good guy or he's the bad guy but yeah yeah women are just uh, items yeah there's no character crazy nothing yeah uh king is like can't you imagine? And Vince is like, how perverted are you? We'll see. Yeah. He gets we'll, even worse. We'll dude. hear about it for the next two and a half hours. Yep. Uh, Gold Dust is going berserk back, backstage. He's like, as he should. Yeah. Yikes. So uh, we get a flashback to July 19th. It's Scott Putsky. He's coming out. But uh, he's getting beat down by Brian Christopher and Jared the King Lawler. And that's on Shotgun Saturday Night. And Brian Christopher out. And Vince mentions the light heavyweight division. It's uh, 215 pounds or less. 215 live? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like that, though. Uh, 215 is a little more. You can feature a couple more guys. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think two fifteen uh, for, for Enzo probably. Yeah, he's not two hundred five, dude. You don't think so? No he's way. So, he's, he's so way. short. He's like two thirty, two twenty. There's no way. I, I, I'd say I think I wouldn't be surprised to find out he was two ten, two fifteen. But he's so short. Okay. Granted, he's you know he's you know he's cut, but you know. Okay. I don't, we'll see. We'll yeah. check his weight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Next week on Retromania, Enzo More stops in and we break out the scale. Thanks. Um, this match is just uh, a clusterfuck. Um, Putsky does a Hurricane Rana. It's not the smoothest. Then we get that skull crushing finale again from yeah. Brian Christopher. Love it. It's a little change up. Uh, Brian Christopher goes for the soup. Suplex. Uh, then he throws Putsky out, and he dives from the ring apron. But Putsky fucking just cannot hold him, and he blows his knees out. Yeah, tears his quad. He falls back, and he's clutching his knee. 
Uh, Brian Christopher is trying to pull him up, and he's like, no, no, no. Brian Christopher goes in. He communicates with the ref. Um, the ref is kind of counting for a bit, and then he goes out, and he looks at his knee, and he's like, holy shit. Let me call the match off. No, yeah. no, no. Call it. And they do a zoom in on the knee, and it looks brutal. It is bad. Yeah. And I don't think they realized how bad it was when they went for that shot. No. And, like, it's awkward because Lawler goes over, and he's, like, kind of cutting a promo on Putzky. Um, and then as soon as they get that shot of the knee, he's just like, that's it. Yep. <laughs> that's and it. And Lawler, yeah, like what you said, Lawler comes out, and he's trolling from the outside, and he's like, closer the look at the knee and he's just like oh yeah and he goes back to the announce table and he grabs the brick and he goes here use this <laughs> i love that <laughs> that one that was a good one yeah i love it um then next up we get some faction action faction action sweet it's gonna Vince be... was very pleased with himself about that yeah, one he said i made that up faction action I as well that. as the yeah. uh Foreign, oh wait, FFH, FFS. Oh yeah, the uh, the, f- the failed foreign heels for fuck's sake. Failed foreign heels for fuck's sake. Yes, it's, Trade, it's trademark. long, but uh, it'll it'll stick. It's a shirt that we got out. Yeah, as long as the, as well as the two thousand hosting squad shirts that we have out. Yeah, guys, uh, we we need to move some of those because uh, you're running out of room down here, and and you're, uh, dude, it's getting packed. Yeah. Got like four thousand shirts right now. Yeah, there'll be half a- that say the FFHFFS, <laughs> and it's an outline of these uh, five foreign heels that failed for fuck's sake. Failed foreign heels for fuck's sake. And uh, uh, then the next one says hosting squad, and it's an outline of our faces, which I thought I thought would have been gone by now. Yeah, but but no, we'll, we'll get the shop up soon. Yeah, we'll show you guys. Yeah. Um, anyhow, I got to get him out of here for the meanwhile. I'm just sleeping on him <laughs> literally and figuratively. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're not wearing them, man. I've been rotating every day and, and switching, the- switching off. True. Yeah. We got to rotate yeah. and then we'll have a wrestle, uh, retro mania, uh, shirt. That'll yeah. be nice. Retro mania days of the week. T-shirts. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We needed like five. <laughs> Um, all right, so faction action, yeah. Just as proud as Vince was, we were about the uh, that riff. Know? Yeah, yeah, that was. Whew. Are we worse or Vince? It's it's hard. It's hard to tell. One, two, ah, uh, no, what? Very what? nearly. What a maneuver! Uh, huh. What a riff! <laughs> Excellent segue. Could be. <laughs> All right, so Los Bariquas against the Nazis. I'm sorry, <laughs> the DOA and the NOD, um, the Nation of Domination. It's going to be a three-way. We have a nice little video package here, but it goes on forever. Um, it's basically the cuts to the DOA, the Disciples of Apocalypse, that's Crush Chains and the Nazi brothers, Harris. Uh, the twins they're all in their bikes it's like panning in and out and then we get the los Briquas stealing their bikes we get the backlap brawl with the nation of domination we get a cut to everything and then uh yeah it's messy yep savio comes out first farouk out next crush out and he gets the biggest pop yep 
Yes, Crush looking to run over somebody on that big Titan bike. No, Vince, that's a Harley. <laughs> it's a Titan bike. Titan. It was bought Titan with sports. It was bought with Titan dollars. We so make it's movies a- and bikes. <laughs> yeah. Titan bike. Uh, Jr. Uh, the match won't be won by a point system. Oh, really, Jr. Thank you. First person with the pin or submission wins. Nice. Thanks, Vince. We are, we're getting the points of these uh, triple threats. Yeah. So now we, we get it. Um, the crowd loves Crush. I, I can't say it enough. Yeah, he's over. I mean, he, to, to, like like you mentioned earlier, this is a uh, face territory. Um, and Crush is DOA is positioned as the faces in this, which is, you know, all kinds of weird and vaguely racist but that's sort of like yeah like i said on the prior episode i was kind of a fan of crush and i I couldn't tell about the other guys i i certainly have all the action figures minus chains and i use the harris brothers as a um go-to like heel tag team yeah and they're 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 definitely a heel tag team yeah if you need yeah you need somebody to go in and do the job heel tag team sorry Ooh. Ooh. um yeah, so yeah, I mean, to the sentiment, I was a Crush and DOA fan, but at the same time, I was a Farouk follower and a Rocky fan. Yeah. Like I said, I liked Blue Chippers, the face, Scott Putsky. I was I was devastated that he blew his knee out. Did you, did you cry a little bit that night? No, I just remember getting the tape the next week from my aunt yeah. and uncle who would tape these pay-per-views for did me. Did they tape it out because they knew it would be too much for you to bear? No. And your, and, and your Scott Putsky t-shirt? <laughs> I didn't get a Scott Putsky t-shirt from <laughs> the Savage Stash. <laughs> but uh, no, um, yeah. I, I was I was devastated about the the knee. I was like, "Damn, he, I, he'll come back soon." Never heard from again. Sorry. Yeah. Speaking of heard of Berserker, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I was a fan of like both of the Crush and the Nation. Not so much of Savio and Los Pericos, but now I am because yeah. we're doing that second season. I've been doing so much research and Bariquas fell in forever. love with Jose Miguel. And Pedro and um, Savio, these guys are what a story! What a story! Mm -hmm. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, I mean, precursor to K Dog in a way. Uh, So yeah, this is a decent triple threat match for triple threat matches at the time. I thought so too. I I I didn't think it was as bad. I mean, uh, we'll get into it here in a second. But just so you guys know, uh, this got a negative half-star rating from Dave Meltzer. No shit. Um, He said the triangle match, and I quote, the triangle match was a strong worst match of the year candidate. Um, Wasn't a fan. I didn't think it was that bad. I think there was some some good. Yeah, there's some good moves. I think, like, some of the triple threat logic was off because it's really triple threat. And I don't think, you know, obviously those guys don't have a lot of experience working in a triple threat setting. Okay. Um, but Agreed. yeah, let's get, let's get into it. Cause I didn't think it was, it was half bad either. Um, I'm not going to get into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll run through some things. Crush and Farouk go for a cover at the same time. And Vince says, will Crush join the nation or will Farouk join the DOA? No, no, Vince, no, no, no. And the match should be called Savio goes to the outside. 
because <laughs> fucking Crush hits him with everything. Uh, Farouk hits him with everything. They yeah. Toss him to the outside yeah. over and over. And Savio goes to the outside. And uh, Crush is taking his time as Farouk is beating down Savio. So we see some like lull there that you're talking about. The rhythm of the yeah. triple threat is yeah. a triangle match, as Dave Meltzer would say, yeah. is not working out. Yeah. Um, any other things you want to go before I go to the end? No, just uh, I think Farouk hits a really nice spine buster. Oh, I love it. That was a good spine buster. Beautiful. Yeah. Call Arn Anderson yeah. and uh, talk to Stone Cold. You mean the top the spine. spine guy? Yeah, the top spine guy. Um, Crush hits the heart punch on Farouk, and we get a huge pop for the setup and everything. Like, people know it. They're ready for the heart punch. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Savio in with a spinning wheel kick, and he takes over. One, two, three. Barik was forever. Forever. Yes, indeed. This is a banner day. We'll we'll detail this in much, much more once we Second get to season. season two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stone Cold gets his promo for the Coast Stone Cold Said So VHS. It's That's great. 1999. What yeah. the hell? This is the beginning of everything. Yeah. Um, this is the first VHS that he that he gets, I think. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's for sure the first and uh it's blood faced stone cold screaming from the uh sharpshooter from WrestleMania thirteen. It's that face, just the cover, all black, and it says cause Stone Cold said so. It's money. It's money. My favorite part of this promo is the voiceover guy saying shit. It's beeped out, but it's just like typical voiceover promo guy. Uh, he like he's as mean as a rattlesnake, and he's done taking shit yep, from anybody. I'll, I'll cut to it. Yeah, here we go. He hates being edited. Somebody's gonna get there. Well, he's sick of being told what not to say. And he ain't gonna take shit anymore. Why you hit the nail right on the head, son? Cause Stone Cold said so. The video. No edits, no censors, just the stone cold truth. Witness all the cold blooded fury that they can't show you on TV. To order, call 1 815 734 1161. The bottom line price is $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Order now. Yeah, so the, <laughs> it, it, it's epic. It, it's the first of its kind, man. Uh, it's, it's like the, the Hulkamania had like. VHS collections on Coliseum. Yeah. Like they would have Hulkamania like matches. Like this is Stone Cold's tape breakthrough. Yeah. This is the breakthrough. Yeah. I don't even know if Bret Hart, he probably had his own tape at some point, but I can't. Oh, like, yeah. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I mean, other people did too, but this is like, this is being advertised um, mid pay per view as like uncensored, uncut. Uh, behind the scenes, what you've never seen, and a lot of like bleeps and everything. Like, uh, yeah. pe- like as a kid, you definitely like. You're like, oh man, he's gonna cuss. I need to hear that. Yeah, I need to fucking hear that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, big time. They're breaking through right there. Um, the fourth match on the card, El Torito against Mac Max Mini. Yes. Now El Torito, not to be confused with uh, El Hijo. Del El Torito, who we would see um, in WWF around 2014 uh, with Los Matadores, who yep. competed in the epic WLC matchup against Hornswoggle. 
Uh, this is an original El Torito, who I'm not 100% sure isn't Danny DeVito. Because <laughs> for, for a mini, for, for a... Uh, for a little person wrestler, he's got he's he's hefty, and and god damn it, like if, if call go, spots in the ring, he's like rum hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's his finisher. Rum do hand. the side by side with him as the trash man uh, in Always Sunny <laughs> against El Torito. I'm not 100 percent sure that's not him. Under the hood. Oh my god, El Torito and El Hijo means the son of. Um, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> El Torito against Max Mini. 83 pounds is Max Mini. Yeah. And this is a great little mini match. I'm not going to dive deep into this. Uh, I love the choreography, though. Yeah, they work well. They work well together. Um, this, and then, yeah, give me. El Torito yeah. bites Max Mini. Yeah. Uh, Jerry says, Shades of Mike Tyson. And that's what just happened recently. And yeah. uh, it was Mike Tyson against Vander Holyfield. And Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield are um, WBC boxers. Yes. Um, and Mike Tyson bites the hell out of Vander Holyfield's ears, chopping them off. Um, this was a disgrace. I remember watching this again. This I was still off for the summer. Mm-hmm. So, again, I went back to the same aunt and uncle who would later adopt me, um, where I found out the NWO, where it used to be called NWA. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But the NWO yeah. um, was created. Um, yeah. We watched the Holyfield and Tyson fight, and everyone was so pissed off that it ended with him biting Evander Holyfield's ears. Yeah. But he still got a lot of exposure from this. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the WWF would continue on with that. They'd be like, ah, let's go forward. I Ty- smell. Top name. I smell money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Max Mini sits on uh, Lawler's lap. Yeah, that's cute. Nice little cute spot. Yeah. I-, I like the way it worked out with the camera angle and everything. Yeah. It seemed smooth. It didn't seem too forced. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. And Vince played it off well. It's like classic television. Yeah. To yeah. Me. I-, um, I liked it too. We get a sunset flip roll up from Max Mini. One, two, three, it's done. All right. Let's cut to this audio right here. This is important. This is imperative. All right. I'm ready. Let's go back and show you footage that leads up to this. Let's see what Austin can do with Eamon. Simply put, 
Steve Austin has more guts than he does brains. Based on what has just been stated, I am immediately suspending Steve Austin and ordering him to forfeit his half the Tag Team Championship on the night of Ground Zero. Alright, so we cut to the audio there where uh, Sergeant Slaughter is not allowing um, Stone Cold to compete. He's suspending him and that's in order. Um, Sergeant Slaughter comes out and he proves his point to Jim Ross again. Dude Love comes out and he relinquishes his belt. Then Stone Cold comes out and we get a huge pop. Huge. Yeah, the fans love it. Um, and he flicks off JR and he poses and he stares down Slaughter. This is awesome. They're like chin to face, face <laughs> to face. Um, and he just stuns JR and the crowd goes wild. Um, and where's the board? Someone says Jerry, Jerry Lawler says. Yeah. So we're questioning who's the leader. Like, right. wh- where's the board? Where's the leader? Um, slaughter suck chance from the crowd. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Stone Cold out, and he's dropped off his belt. He's done. Yeah, yeah. I mean the f- the first in a series of very significant stunners. Yeah. Um, epic to his friend, J- good old Jr. Yeah, who we thought it was his friend, just hanging out, just you know, weeks before in the in his hotel room. You know, getting fruit thrown at him. Exactly. And told not to smile, and now all of a sudden just getting stunned. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy segment, and, and it's it's crazy because the, the crowd is 100% behind him stunning JR. Who, oh, no. Yeah, they yeah. they are they are right behind it. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. Um. Backstage, we get Doc Hendricks, and he's with Owen and Bulldog. Hey, well... Uh, Owen says Austin should be jailed and the IC title should be back on him and they'll win the tag team titles. And Vince says Austin is a jackass. Uh, he be, he may be willing to risk paralysis, but not on the WWF his watch. Uh, King warns Vince about Austin and he says he might come out here and do what he did to JR to you, Vince. Well, yeah. maybe we'll see. see. Um, yeah, 45 minutes time limit. We get a fatal four-way tag team match, and they go over the rules. Mm-hmm. Dude, I felt the same way. It's uh the first team, or, well, any team that gets pinned, submitted, or counted out, or disqualified is eliminated. And the last remaining team is the winning team and the tag team champions. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Headbangers come out. Godwins. Then Owen and Davey. Then we advertise one night only. And Davey's going to be there defending his European title against Shawn Michaels. Yeah. It's the first time hearing of this. Yeah. Awesome. LOD out. Fans love him. Still, still getting that pop. Yeah. And we get there like um, in your house windows on the on the house i love the backdrop for the the ramp entrance and everything on the pay-per-view it's yeah. the house with the windows love it love that which story. uh i was always flattered by any anytime i saw a house like that 
I would think to myself, oh, it's the in your house type house. Yeah. Which later, my aunt and uncle who adopted me had a house like that. You lived in the in your house house. Crazy. Nice. Um, uh, we have the rule rundown, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And we get Phineas and Mosh doing a spit off during the match. Classic. Headbangers so, are coming in there, taking the spot of uh, Austin and Duder. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Mosh and Thrash are last minute replacements. Yeah. Um, Phineas spits up in the air and catches the spit and wipes it in his hair. Mosh spits up in the air, catches it in his mouth, and swallows it. Okay. They mention the headbangers capturing the imagination, and I'm not sure why. Thanks, Vince. Because you don't get the culture. You never will. And they mention, they're dressed like Marilyn Manson. And he was like, oh, well, certainly Marilyn Manson dressed uh, interesting enough last night at the MTV Music Awards. And that's when Marilyn Manson performed The Beautiful People, which was the theme for Monday Night Raw at the 1997 MTV Music Awards. And he had a, like, uh, uh Bustier, a leather bustier with yeah. a uh, g-string and a whip that you would whip a horse with, um, yeah. and His, knee-high leather boots. And he had like the the chesticles going too, or was that? No, that okay. was later. That was yeah. later. Yeah, uh, but yeah, interesting enough. Yeah, they're matching all that, and I'm sure Vince was only told about that before. Yeah, he's like, you got to go with these headbangers. These guys are popular, which yeah. they kind of were. And I, as a kid, oh, I yeah. was all for the headbangers. Me too. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, um, they my my tag team going for the toys. They were probably multiple time champions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Mine too. Animal and Hawk use a bucket, and the ref Tim White eliminates the LOD because uh, they used it on the Godwins. So uh, later, the Godwins. Go for a double backdrop. Thrasher sunset flips on Phineas. He catches him off guard. One, two, three. Godwin's eliminated. So it's down to Mosh and Thrasher, the improv team, and Owen and Bulldog. And Owen and Bulldog wear out Thrasher with some nice um, in-ring moves that they do. We get a nice gut-rich suplex, um, a bulldog, you know. Again, they are absolutely the anchors of the division. Yep. Um, then we get a botched clothesline spot from Bulldog where he like misses it, and Thrasher goes for like a DDT, but they yeah. it's it's they're both down either way. It's messy. Um, we get a mild tag from Thrasher to Mosh. Owen trips Mosh from the outside and tells Bulldog to grab him. And he goes for a spinning wheel hook while Bulldog holds Mosh, but Mosh ducks and he Owen hits Bulldog. Um, outside, Thrasher um, and Bulldog are tussling and the referee is distracted. Owen rolls Mosh into the sharpshooter and the crowd pops and starts to scream. And I'm like, uh, what the hell is going on? It's Stone Cold. Stone Cold. He's out without his shirt. Uh, he gives a stunner to Owen, and Mosh just pins Owen. One, two, three. Headbangers win. We get a huge pop. Wow. New tag chance. What a night for the headbangers. Yeah. And uh, it was awesome. At the time, I, I liked it. Yeah, I was all about it. I, I love the headbangers, and uh, seeing Austin come out and 
you know, making his presence felt again. I mean, it, you know, it would echo, it, it would be echoed in future episodes of Raw when he's just, you know, he's out there gunning for people and you never know when, you know, when he's going to show up and yep. give, give somebody the old stunner. Yep. And uh, Owen and Davey are out quickly um, onto the ramp and like towards the middle of this match and the end, I could tell like Owen had problems like seeing and I think it was the gel that was in his hair running down to his eyes and products. I've had that problem wrestling before too Ooh, yeah yeah oh my god and he looked like it was it was on fire he was like squinting his eyes and was like oh my like yeah didn't look comfortable still did his best to, to carry the match uh, yeah yeah um headbangers go out into the crowd and celebrate with the tag team titles sweet uh we get an advertisement for the stone cold said so Yes. VHS again. Uh, Mosh and Thrasher are by the concession stand, and it's very awkward here. They're, like, grabbing peanuts and don't know what to do. Should have grabbed (laughs) some beers or something. I know that Stone Cold's gimmick. Yeah. Well, it was Sandman's gimmick that Stone Cold stole, but stole cold. Stole cold. Nice. Um, Yeah, backstage, JR and Slaughter. Um they're talking and JR's like, make sure Austin doesn't strike again. Uh, JR says, everyone's a three sixteen. Well, they can three sixteen kiss my ass. I love that shit so much. Yeah. He's, I, I really like this cause it felt real. It yeah, felt real. it does. And JR, you know, had the glasses off. So he's kind of looking like, uh, Ralphie from a Christmas story <laughs> after he got, after he got his ass beat. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it it felt it's it felt real. Yeah, I, I agree. Um then he he said he tell Vince, if that shit happens again, my ass ain't gonna be around here. That's right. Thanks. That's why Thanks, he, man. He didn't come down here for this. No, he didn't. Um let's go to the audio right here. This is before the title match. All right. Uh leading into the build up of the Patriot, Del Wilkes, and uh, his opponent, the WWF champion. That's Bret Hart. He's thinking he can do it again, but I guarantee you, Bret Hart, the last thing in the world he wants to do is lose that title. He just won it, McMahon. Let's go back and take a look at some of the events that have led up to this extraordinary title match. The Patriots' stunning victory over Bret Hart a little over a month ago has propelled his confidence and his momentum. But Del Wilkes cemented his legacy as an all-American hero behind the mask long before his heroics in Pittsburgh. Driving the University of South Carolina to national prominence as an all-American guard, Dell became only the second consensus all-American from that school. The other Heisman Trophy winner, George Rogers. One of the ways of describing Dell was that he was all-American at the University of South Carolina. He certainly helped me win the Heisman Trophy. And uh, Dell Wilson's a type guy that not only was a great football player, but he could have the talent to go out and be a wrestler. And uh, he represented all-America that's been a patriot. Same quality that Dale had on the football field, he brings it to the ring. Except this time, Dale is a patriot. He represents all of America. Although never one to turn his back on his country, Dale began his wrestling career overseas in Japan, where he achieved unparalleled success. He was never a bad guy on the ring. He was always a super American hero type guy. Two, uh, two Japanese fans, uh, Patriot is a uh, superstar. 
superheroes, American heroes. So then, uh, I think Japan is on the Patriot side. Well, it surprised me the way that I was received when I first went, uh, because I'm coming in wearing red, white, and blue, and stars and stripes, and basically have dressed myself in the flag, the American flag. Uh, it's not limited just to this country. Uh, patriotism is certainly uh, it's something that has no boundaries or no limits. Uh, people in Japan are just as proud of who they are and where they're from as we are. And so you learn that. It is something that not only uh, is experienced by Americans, but by people worldwide. Ironically, it may be his patriotic appreciation which paradoxically fueled both his hatred and respect for the hitman Bret Hart. Certainly, he has the right to his opinion and to the way that he feels. And I realize I'm not going to change his mind. I'm not going to change his opinion. But I wasn't going to stand by and let him continue to trash uh, our people and our way of life. And especially when he comes here to make his living. This is a country where he has made his fame and fortune, basically. Not Canada, but the United States. And I felt like somebody needed to take a stand. And it, I realized by doing that, I put a big bullseye on my back. We've faced each other one time. It's 1-0 in my favor, my calling. Uh, I'm sure he won't underestimate me at Grand Zero. I'm sure he'll be prepared. But I've beat him once, and it gives me the confidence to know that I can do it again. It's been done. It can happen again. I'm standing here with a Patriot right now who's the challenger for the WWF Championship tonight. Now, you already have one win over Bret Hart, but tonight the title's on the line. Bret Hart, I've beat you once, and in my mind, I can do it again. I don't know what kind of plans you've got, what you've got up your sleeve, whether or not you've got the family stashed away somewhere, but I'll assure you this. Anyone sticks their nose in this match, and I'll flatten it. I did it once, and tonight with a title on the line, I've got to do it again. Thank you very much. So what I took from that, and I don't know if you knew this before, Kobe, but uh, apparently patriotism is, is not just uh, an American thing. Apparently people who are from other countries can also take pride. Get out of here. It's crazy. No way. I thought we did that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever think that. I thought America was the only place that. I thought everybody that. else just felt bad for not being American. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Um, he's going to fight somebody. <laughs> Dude, he's going to fight. I'm going to no fight. What. Uh, fight. He, he's out to Kurt Angle's music. And King mentions the wrestling background of the Hart family. He mentions every single Hart member. And he says, see, McMahon, I can do this. Because <laughs> JR is not with us. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. Sonny is just like, okay, whatever. Patriot. Yeah. Whatever you say. Okay. Where's Sean? Uh, we're going to go to the pre-intro for Brett here, too.
Wrestling Federation. It's not the American Federation. It's the World Wrestling Federation. And I might not have any fans here in America anymore, but that's because American wrestling fans don't know what a hero is. Now, the way I look at things, I may be going in this match against a guy that everybody loves, but that's fine. Because everything I do in this match, I do to the fans themselves. That's, I don't see anybody in particular. I just see all those American wrestling fans that turned their backs on me a long time ago. Well, I'm going to give one shot for every single one of you. And as far as the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt changing hands, I wouldn't bet on it. I'm going to kick the crap out of this guy, and I'm going to enjoy doing it. And that's all i got to say. That's the champion, Bret Hart, back to ringside. Well, Bret has had that to say, and many other very uncomplimentary things as it relates to the Patriot. Bret standing before the broadcast, and when he looks at the Patriot, he sees every single American. So, Bret with some uh, slightly words there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty, uh, pretty standard for your for your uh, Bret Hart promo. Um, yeah, he had some good fire there. Stumbled a little bit, but it was yeah, he did a little bit. But um, it was good. interesting thing on the Patriot promo as well is mm-hmm. uh, Todd Pettengill was doing the voiceovers. That's right. Um, one of the last times that we'll hear from him. Yeah. So sort of been on the outs since SummerSlam. It was still nice to hear from him, though. Yeah. Um, this match is, is like the hot, the, the crowd is definitely hot for Patriot and yeah. not as much as Brett, but, um, Patriot is not that entertaining of a wrestler. No. Yeah. He's pretty meat and potatoes, paint by numbers kind of, he, he wants to fight. So punch, kick, punch, kick, punch, yeah. kick. Um, yeah, we get a ring post figure four from Brett. And Brett goes to Vince on the outside and he goes, so much for USA, USA, USA. And I'm not sure if he's mentioning like the storyline of the match or if he's mentioning the so much for people being hot for this like feud because the crowd is kind of silent during this. Yeah. Uh, Bulldog comes out to ringside. Then we get Austin chance. Um, Bulldog trips the Patriot up from the outside then we get a roll up from Brett. One, two, no. Up and Patriot shoves Brett into Bulldog. Uh, Brett turns his back, rookie mistake, to look at Bulldog and Patriot rolls him up. One, two, no. Then they're up. Brett punches, but Patriot ducks and he does his uncle slam and he goes for the pin, but uh, Bulldog pulls Brett out before the ref can even start the pin. So it's not even like timed right or anything you know yeah that's um, not good. patriot goes out and bulldog is backing onto the ramp and they're kind of slugging it out and vader comes out and patriot and vader brawl with bulldog and brett and vader throws brett into the stairs and into the ring and the ref is like he's not throwing this match out and it's still going on yeah yeah um brett wants to dq but no uh vince says this crowd has been whipped into a frenzy yeah up and down up and down russo booking more and more yeah um for sure yeah uh patriot sets up for the patriot missile which is the like um off the top rope shoulder block um he hits it one two no so close uh 
He goes for an atomic drop into a suplex. This could do it. One, two. No. I really like that combination, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's a good looking move. Yep. Uh then we get a reverse atomic drop type thing uh from Brett and he nails the Patriot on the second rope, his throat. Um Brett uh goes for a bulldog on the Patriot and it's beautiful. As um, always. Yep. Excellence. And then he goes from his elbow from the second rope. One, two, no. Then Brett throws the Patriot into the corner, and he gives him some right hands reversed, and Patriot fights back with some right hands. Um, Patriot hits the ref with some floppy arms. Um, Brett goes for the Uncle Slam on Patriot, possibly, but we get a reverse from the Patriot, and he hits the Uncle Slam, and he covers, but the ref is delayed. One, two, foot on the ropes from Brett. Uh, Brett is up and he gets a headlock takeover and a double shoulder back down. USA, USA chance from the crowd. Brett goes for a roll roll up um, on the Patriot, but he's thrown off. And we get a cradle from Brett, but it's reversed from the Patriot into a one, two. This is hot. Brett. Gets thrown into the buckle by the Patriot, his famous spot. Yep. Patriot gets all fired up. He's like jumping around. The crowd's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes for the pin. One, two, no. Uh, he goes for a sharpshooter. Um, it gets, he gets it on and Brett reverses the sharpshooter and then he cinches it in. Yeah. Wow, this is awesome. So yeah. it's all played off the sharpshooter. And the crowd pops huge for Patriot getting the sharpshooter on. Yeah, and it's crazy how Brett's, like, these matches with this last bit run of Brett, he, it's all played off the sharpshooter. Yeah. All his matches are played off the sharpshooter. That's true. Um, the referee calls it, but Patriot never gave up. But uh, still, uh, Brett wins. Yeah, and the submission loss in, in in looking at it, Patriot is easily within arm's length yeah. of the rope. And when he, you know, passes out, quote unquote, or or however they want you to look at it, uh doesn't tap out, but it's a submission loss and it's I mean, I in reading through the uh through the Meltz report that week, uh he calls it an out and out burial of the Patriot yeah. and it really is. It's getting rid of him. Yeah. He, he he was Brett's um run through. Yeah, yeah. The um gap yeah. in between, you know, winning the title and moving on to uh picking up that feud with Sean. More of the reason why this is a B pay per view. If Brett had a, a better advert or like rival mm-hmm. to go against, it would be it would be a better pay per view, but Still, they get the job done. It's not the worst. Yeah, no, it's a good match. Um, I wouldn't go out of your way to see it, but it's it's definitely worth a watch. Comparable to like uh, CM Punk and JBL or CM Punk and yeah. Snitsky. Yeah. In a way of Early, like yeah. uh, these challengers of like the champion that you believe in the underdog, I guess, yeah. going against this person that you know they're going to win against. Definitely. Uh, Brett starts to kick the Patriot and he throws punches. Then we get a pile driver, uh, ground and pound. And, yeah, and the burial continues. Yeah. Match. Yeah. Um, he takes the U S flag and breaks it. And then he chokes the Patriot with it. 
and we get more refs and bells. And then the Patriot punches Pat. I mean, Brett. Brett punches Pat Patterson. Oof, I love it. Um, and then he goes back to the Patriot, and then out of the ring with the title, and the music hits, and Brett does his "Peace Up A Town Downtown" sign. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, Peace Up A Town Downtown." Um, and they say on the announcer, Patriot came close to beating Brett with his own hold. He came close, but he didn't get the job done. Man, more of this sentiment of beating Brett with his own hold. Yeah. Weird. Why would they keep talking about this? Maybe there's something in the works. Hmm. Uh, Jerry Lawler says that the match is reminiscent of Vietnam, (laughs) which is, wow, that's, you know. Vince picks up his can of coca-cola and he's like what is in your coke yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's he's uh he's lawler is you know he is he is off his leash this whole show with all the pillman stuff he's like america started the war but they lost it just yeah. like vietnam <laughs> just like vietnam thanks rare form uh, michael cole um he says to brett he won the match but uh the war with America may have started all over again tonight. And let's uh, cut to this audio of Brett right here after this. Brett, you won the, you won the matchup tonight, but the war with America may just be starting all over again. It's starting all over again. America better get used to the fact that they're nothing but losers. They're all losers. Steve Austin, loser. Undertaker, loser. Shawn Michaels, loser. And that Patriot to the list. There's nothing but losers. All the losers in the world are in the World Wrestling Federation, and they're all American. Figure that one out. That's right. The only winners are going to be the United Kingdom and Canada who are going to win this war against the United States of America. I can bank on it. I'll say one thing. At least in the UK, they respect great wrestlers like us. That's right. Brett and Bulldog building up for one night only and talking about the disrespect disrespectful fans of the u.s and the courteous fans of the uk yeah better promo there from brett i always felt like brett was a better promo post-match like once he had the blood fired up yeah 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 um then let's get into this pre-match promo of undertaker and Shawn michaels the first time ever let's go to the audio We have just about seen it all here tonight, but we haven't seen this one. The Undertaker against Shawn Michaels as we take you back now. And we will show you some of the events that have led up to this first ever matchup here in Louisville. He has persevered through extreme punishment, both physical and mental. that I held inside for what happened. You know, I live with that every day. 
and I will live with it for the rest of my existence in this world. But Shawn Michaels has challenged his patience and reshaped his desire. For the pure purpose of being irritated, because I know it causes controversy. Controversy causes everything else. First, Michaels sabotaged his title defense. Even before the match there, we get some uh, Shawn Michaels stuff, and he's ripping off Stone Cold because he said, Shawn Michaels, because I said so. That's right. Yeah. Um, remember, he's the original outlaw. <laughs> the original. Let's not forget to thank the good fans in Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be a <clears throat> big match, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. First Shawn time. Shawn Michaels going to rest in peace. Shawn Michaels out. Uh, and he's in some certain colors here, some uh, lime green or like uh, green, forest green and uh, black. Ah, interesting colors. Uh, Shawn Michaels is out to mix reactions, but the girls are still crying and screaming. And he spits at some of the fans, and he gets something thrown at him immediately on the ramp. <laughs> Love it. Nineteen ninety-seven. Off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, he does the suck it sign as well as the like <laughs> suck it like like th- thrusting a dick and yeah he's mouth, doing that a lot it. in this yeah. in this uh, in ninety seven um, let's go to 
yeah, he goes into the ring ready for his fireworks, and they don't really fire a work. Um, they're like, and he's like, fuck this. He does the yeah. jerk off sign again. <laughs> uh, Vince is like, that's, is this a bad omen? No, Vince, it's just no, bad production. It's just cheap fucking fireworks. Yeah, Undertaker with his thunder theme out. Love and it. This, love is, it. this is a very pro-face crowd. Yeah. They are all over Undertaker. Um, into the match, you got to watch this one. Definitely. Kind of yeah. like the Bretton Patriot match. Yeah, yeah. It's the 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 mayhem of this one is is uh, it's just it's really solid. I lo- I love the whole pre match brawl uh, that we're going to get into here. It's just you know, and just the excitement of the, ha- having it be the first time. These two have uh, locked up. Yeah, yeah, anything. Um, right into it, Shawn Michaels grabs Kyoto, and then the Undertaker just punches the ref. Uh, yeah, it's great, great start. Awesome. Shawn Michaels hops out of the ring, tells Vince McMahon, "You can take this," and he runs up the ramp. Slaughter cuts Shawn Michaels off on the ramp, and he tells him to get back. Undertaker throws Kyoto. On to Shawn Michaels. Man, and Kyoto's yeah. taking bumps like a champ. Like we said before, he should have came out with the fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> At least once. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker fight outside. They fight in front of the house at the in-your-house uh, area. They're back into the ring. Um, Undertaker chokes Shawn Michaels with the wire, and the match hasn't even started yet. That's right. This is still like all outside brawling. They go back into the ring. Undertaker does the elbow to Shawn Michaels and pins no ref. You idiot. You just threw him and <laughs> beat the shit out of him. Oh, um, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Slaughter sends out Hebner. Um, <clears throat> Shawn Michaels begs him to stop the match. Shawn Michaels takes control. Finally, the bell rings. And like I said, this is a must watch match. Um Kyoto finally involved, but the at the ref eats it after Shawn Michaels does a drop kick. And he hammers on the Undertaker and he gives him that beautiful elbow. Yeah. Then he gives him another one. And then we get Rick Root out. And we get a one, two. Undertaker throws Shawn Michaels off. Rick Rude tosses brass knuckles to Shawn Michaels and he hits the Undertaker and goes for a cover. Rick Rude leaves, and another ref comes out to count. One, two, no! Undertaker and China come out, and they pull the ref, and they hit him. Shawn Michaels stomps the Undertaker. Um, Triple H beats down the Undertaker. China and Triple H throw the Undertaker into the stairs. Um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels beat down the Undertaker. So they've obviously got a nice alliance here. I mean, there's no denying it at this point. Um, Shawn Michaels picks up the Undertaker and he throws Undertaker back in, but Undertaker throws blows at Shawn Michaels, clotheslines him to the outside. Triple H attacks the Undertaker and he gets distracted by China um, and grabs Undertaker. Shawn Michaels hits the Undertaker from the turnbuckle and chokes the Undertaker with the cable again. Um, Triple H kicks the undertaker Shawn michael is bleeding under his eye he's got a nice little fresh cut there yep 
Um, Undertaker does a goes for a tombstone, but it's reversed, and it's a super kick that's caught by the Undertaker. He punches Shawn Michaels, and he throws Shawn into the corner, and he grabs the brass knucks, and he nails Shawn Michaels, and then he tucks the knucks. Tucks the knucks. Yeah. And Triple H gets on, um, gets gets a punch from the Undertaker as well, and the Undertaker covers Sean, but the the ref comes in late. One, two, no, I don't think he got all of it. No, Vince, he didn't. <laughs> um, Undertaker choke slams Mike Kyoto after that. He's pissed off. Poor Kyoto. Yeah. Um, Undertaker and Sean go back and forth on the ropes, and then Tim White comes out and he calls the match, and it's over. Yeah. They just call it. That's it. No contest. Yep. Undertaker throws uh, Triple H into Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels super kicks the Undertaker into the ropes. Triple H and Shawn Michaels and China attack Undertaker with the chair, and he kicks the chair from Shawn Michaels. Uh, for a tombstone and Triple H and Shawn Michaels beat him down again and then the agents come out like Briscoe and everybody Mm -hmm. and Triple H gets a tombstone instead so he eats it and then uh, Shawn Michaels hammers the Undertaker and then we get a bunch of mid-carters that come out and they separate Yeah, got the whole crew out there you got Brian Christopher among others yeah you get heels and faces on each side respectively trying to keep them apart and the Undertaker runs against the ropes and leaps the the ropes and crashes onto the heel mid Carters and Shawn Michaels and Triple H in China. Took out like twelve people. Yeah. This is a famous spot. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's it. They wrap up ground zero. Yeah. Wow. Great match and you know it's a little overbooked with all the ref bumps and everything, but I mean you can see what's there, the chemistry that they have. For two guys who would go on to have three of like the greatest matches in the history of WWE, yeah, yeah, starting with one next month and then two uh, in another decade or so after that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I I like it, and then again, I don't. Um, there's elements that I do like where we see precursors to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the future matches that they'll have but uh yeah it got called off nobody wanted to put anybody over yeah yeah a little politics coming into play there um and yeah and, and for for being the first full three hour in your house it ended you know spectacularly but you know the fact that it's no contest and something of a schmoz it also kind of felt like an episode of raw yeah, it did. Yeah. Definitely. Um this whole pay-per-view kind of did. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, that's it. That's ground zero. Um how do you feel? Um you know, that's not not the greatest show. You have a couple really awful matches with the triple threat and the uh four-way tag. Um, but some some bright spots. Uh, I thought you know Goldust and Taker. I mean <laughs> Goldust and Taker. Goldust and Pillman was good for what it was. Yeah. Uh, really like Brett and Patriot and the main event, uh, despite its flaws, was entertaining as hell. So um, you know definitely a show to visit and maybe not watch all the way through, but definitely skip around and hit the highlights. Yeah, definitely the last two matches I would go to um, the Brett and 
Patriot match is a good technician match. Yeah. Um, reminiscent of a Japan. Yeah. yeah. Japanese wrestling match. Um, and then the last match is a Shawn Michaels run match and Undertaker getting a decent opponent again. Yeah. So he's had this on this streak for 1997. All right. So this is it. The next Raw 224, finally. Yes. Uh, we had some Friday night main events that were interfering in before, but now we're finally at the the longest running episodic <laughs> Weekly episodic uh, television show ever. Back where they belong. Yeah. 224, September 8th, 1997. The follow-up show from Ground Zero. We're in Cincinnati, Ohio. Pillman country. Yeah. Um, We get a Ground Zero encore recap type thing, and we get the typical raw intro. And JR says, this is the epitome of freedom of expression. The crowd. Yeah, definitely beach balls. (laughs) Uh, Vince intros Sergeant Slaughter, and last night was utter chaos. It really was. Yeah, that's not an understatement. Um, listen up and listen good, says Slaughter. There will be law and order, but not, well, on USA later in the years, they're going to have law and order SVU, and it's going <laughs> to play in the time slot after all. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Uh, he says there's going to be law and order in the WWF, and the fans boo this. And Sergeant Slaughter calls out Steve Austin, and the fans love it. Um, your actions are out of line. You're suspended until you get a doctor's note, and the fans cheer. And a tournament will be held for the IC title. And at Bad Blood at St. Louis, it'll culminate. Wow. So, yeah. So... You know, 24 hours after relinquishing the tag belts, now he's had the IC title stripped from him. Yep, and Austin is demanded to be at Bad Blood to present the IC title. And Austin's music hits, and Stone Cold comes out and celebrates in the corners again. And let's cut to this audio here. Order. This is an order. That's an order. 
Hell, I can look at you, son. The only thing you've been ordering is a whole bunch of damn cheeseburgers. watch your little doctor's reports and you say you can't wrestle because you hurt your little neck like you're supposed to be concerned about my welfare son you ain't been in my house by the way they're paying me while i'm hurt pretty soon i'll be on welfare talk about delivering a title you talk about me delivering the intercontinental title the only thing that I'll deliver is a big can of whoop-ass right to your front door. Slaughter, sweat, and bullets. Do I make myself clear? perfect here he stuns sergeant slaughter it's awesome another stunner he's like i don't give a damn whatever he's just yeah. he's still going he's the hottest name here um austin goes towards vince and they get separated um vince gets on the headphones and i'll cut to the audio here for a bit too welcome back everyone unquestionably stone cold steve austin whether you like him or not is totally out of control 
What he did was Sergeant Slaughter a moment ago was reprehensible. What he did to you last night at Ground Zero, reprehensible. Well, I know a lot of fans here love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Personally, I could give a damn. The bottom line is, as he would say, he had no business attacking me last night. He had no business attacking the commissioner. I'm damn sorry that his neck is hurt. And I'll be glad when he gets back in the ring. But it's not my fault. He shouldn't take it out on everybody else. That's the way I feel about Let's it. Let's go back and take a look at what happened last night, Ground Zero. <laughs> The crowd loves Austin. They just don't care. It's like whoop, whoop Vince's ass. Whoop, it, like they do anything. Beat the hell out of all of them, please. Every last one of them. Like I said, the greatest comedy action hero ever. Um, we go to a commercial break, and we're back from break. And Jr. and Vince recap Ground Zero again, and Austin stuns Jr. and Sergeant Slaughter. So he's he's stunned Jr. and Sergeant Slaughter. So Vince says, very simply, Stone Cold is taking it out on the messenger. No shit. But who is the messenger? Ah. The scriber. It's you, Vince. That's you. Uh, We got a stunner coming for you, son. Yep. Austin is arguing backstage with the refs and agents. Um, King says he wishes Austin would have stunned Vince, too. Wow. So more, more to that. Yeah. Next up, we get a no-holds-barred match. It's going to be Vader and uh, Bret Hart. And we recap the recent events with them at Friday night's main event where the Hart Foundation came out and separated the match. Um, and the figure four on Vader on the ring post, and Vader gets beat down by the Hart Foundation. And the Patriot and Vader are kind of like on the teams, on the USA team right now. Uh, going against the Hart Foundation. Patriotism and masks. Yeah. So Bret Hart comes out and JR promotes the flag match next week. Interesting. Sweet. We're going to have a flag match. We'll cover that on the next episode of Retro Romania. Bret says that in Cincinnati, you bunch of idiots, uh, you welcome, welcome to America, the land of disgraced heroes. Whew. Awesome. And just like a disgraced hero, Vader. And he's been disgraced and buried in WWF. That's true. Yeah. Vader out. Um, Brett hits Vader with the belt. And this is a no-holds-barred match, so that can happen. So um, they get a bunch of, like, brawling going on. Vader reverses, and he takes the lead. Vader grabs the title belt and hits Brett. And then he grabs the Canadian flag and breaks that and uh, takes control and then bulldog comes out and we cut to a commercial sweet this is really keeping me like uh, interested not at all (laughs) um vader dominating the match brett goes to remove the turnbuckle but he doesn't get it off but brett still does his brett buckle into that same turnbuckle so i think he was supposed to get the turnbuckle pad off but he still sold it fuck it uh then we get the vader bomb which i thought was the vader bomb but it's the power bomb so it's the vader power bomb and then he sets up for the vader bomb but uh brett ducks and bulldog comes in and bulldog and brett attack vader in the corner and the patriot comes out and owen uses a slammy and brett uses a chair on patriot and vader and owen and bulldog go to pile drive the Patriot onto the chair and Austin comes out and he clips Brett 
on the knees and then attacks Owen and the Hart Foundation uh, run out and Austin chases them backstage and he looks like he's having a great time. Yeah. Matches a schmaz ending, but Austin's laughing it up and sweating his ass off. He's probably like, God damn, my neck hurts, but (laughs) I did the stunner, but uh, yeah, shit. I'm still the hottest guy here. Work on cardio, what? (laughs) Yep. And then we have the new WWF Tag Team Champions, Headbangers. And we get a recap of Ground Zero and how they won the tag team titles. Awesome. I was excited as a kid. Me too. Um, Back live and we get the Godwins and they beat down some jobbers in the ring and they challenge the Headbangers. And the ref's backs are turned and some fan comes out during the match and he's dressed just like the Godwins and he hits Mosh and Phineas gets the 1-2-3 in this non-title match. And they say, who is that? Who is that? And it's Cletus Godwin. Cletus. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Yeah. They advertise a triple threat match later tonight with Triple H. Uh, Patriot and Bulldog. Nice. So we're getting more and more triple threat fatal four ways like I spoke yeah, of earlier. Definitely. Um, I see tournament will take place too. We're going to get Dude Love against Pillman. So we go to a commercial. We're back. And there was the Indecent Proposal match flashback. They call uh, it the Indecent Proposal. Can't believe yeah. it. Yeah, current reference for a movie that came out in, like, like <laughs> not, I feel like 90, 91, maybe. Yeah. So it's the Pillman and Goldust flashback to the match where Pillman took control and took Marlena backstage. Then we get Sunny out. She's annoying. Um... She says, I'm near the guy's showers, so I have the top, you know, the the next hottest scoop, everything like that. Sweet, yeah. thanks. You're also fucking Sean. <laughs> um, she introduces Dude Love. Dude cuts a promo on Pillman, and he needs a friend for mutual support. So Gold Dust comes out, half paint, half Dustin. Interesting look for Gold Dust. The, says would you say this is a uh, broken... Gold dust. Yeah, and I actually yeah. have this action figure. Uh, oh, this is the one it... that I mu- use the most. Nice. I didn't even realize they made an action figure of that. Yeah, it was half dust and half gold dust. That's um, badass. Uh, Pillman gets on the phone, and he's on the like the Titantron, but on the phones via satellite, I guess. And he says he's not coming back to the WWF until he gar- he's guaranteed his safety, and he wa- he's worn out from last night, anyways. Uh, Yikes. Bastard. So he's gonna show Gold Dust Pillman's XXX files. Yikes! So they go to a secret videotape, and it's Pillman in a hotel room, and he's shown on the bed in the towel, and he says, "It's ten o'clock. Do you know where your wife is?" Um, and Pillman says, "Part two will come later." And we go to a commercial, and we go back from the commercial and we recap the Austin situation that happened earlier and then we get a intro for Warzone so they're breaking this show new show yeah all right yeah freedom of expression the best fans in the USA but not the best matches we get a mini match it's Paratita Morgan versus Max Mini sweet Max Mini coming off of a a big, big win big a, win a big Tall win, you know. <laughs> um, Tito Morgan does a moonsault and misses, and Max Mini drop kicks from the top rope and does a crucifix pin. One, two, three. 
Boo. Uh, JR and Vince introduce the hell in the cell, and they explain that at Bad Blood, there will be a hell in the cell against Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. This is exciting. Drastic situations lead to <laughs> Vince McMahon fumbles, and then he gets finished up by uh, JR. Drastic measures? Yes, drastic situations lead to drastic measures. <laughs> yeah, that's what you meant, Vince. Um, we're, then we get a recap of the Shawn Michaels and Undertaker stuff. It's the same stuff that we've heard from before. Rest in peace. And he's cracked him with the chair. And now he's turned heel officially. And he's got Rick Rude and Triple H in China under his, uh, under his lead. Yeah. And yeah. Four refs, five officials, Rick Rude, Triple H in China, October 5th, Hell in a Cell. Wow. It's only one way in is a chain link door. Yep. And yep. no way out. There's no way they're getting out of that. I mean, nobody could break that door off. Nobody could come in, tombstone the Undertaker. Nobody could do that. No. It's no. Not, it's not possible. Yep. Not going to happen. So it's going to be Sean and Undertaker in this Hell in a Cell August October 5th, in your house, bad blood. Wow. Um, Undertaker's music hits, and he's in this sweet leather outfit. He's getting more and more into that leather demonic Undertaker yeah. phase. Getting darker. Not as cheesy as the the year prior where he had the uh, teardrop. Yeah, that was a bit much. Yeah, so uh, let me take you to the audio right here. his fire 
and he was burned by mine. Michaels, to your credit, you looked death right in the eye, and you never blinked. But last night was only the beginning, for I will never rest until the flesh is rotting from your bones. And we can speak a bit about your reaction to what's been termed hell in the cell. Your reaction to the return match in which this gigantic cage is going to be constructed around the perimeter of the ring to make sure that no wrestler, indeed no interference from any individual, can take place so that we can finally have the true victor. Your reaction to the Hell in the Cell match at Bad Blood. Bad Blood, Hell in the Cell, call it what you must. What it is, is the beginning of the end. Michaels, there's no way out. And there's no way anyone can get in. So what that means is you look into the eyes of the Reaper and you pay for your crimes. And that, and that, Shawn Michaels, is when the music stops and the tolling of the bell begins. Undertaker, why don't you go ring your bells someplace else? Last night at Ground Zero, you and the World Wrestling Federation backed the heartbreak kid into a corner. And I barely, just barely escaped with my life. But the fact of the matter is, I escaped. And you want to know why? Because the heartbreak kid is a survivor. A survivor. And in hell in the cell, I will survive. But Undertaker, just in case you think by some stroke of luck, some stroke of genius, that you can bring me down, I want you to remember one thing. I'm not going down alone. If I'm going in that coffin, you, my friend, are coming along with me. The only thing you need to rest assured of, Shawn Michaels, is that hell in the cell, you will rest in big build up here yeah this uh bad blood in your house call it what you will no way out call it what Wh- you must which one is it undertaker <laughs> yeah but yeah this is exciting they're breaking out hell in the cell for the first time and it's a new uh new concept new structure in a way yeah it is um it's just a mesh steel cage that's covering the padding around the ring yeah and it's a taller roof, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, I feel I feel now looking back at it, it's a Vince Russo thing. He's like, we gotta have a way for a guy to come in 
but he wasn't allowed in. But it's not just a regular steel cage, bro. Bro. It's a, it's a fucking, it's a cell that's a, it's a hell of a cell. <laughs> oh, that's what he wanted to call it. Got right? it. A hell of a cell. Hell of a cell. <clears throat> and the loser do a hell of a cell job. <laughs> sell the back. Yeah. So, sell the cell. So it's going to be Shawn Michaels and Undertaker in this hell of a cell. Uh, we'll see. Sounds sounds good. Nobody can get in. Nothing's gonna happen. No. Uh, Owen cuts a promo about Goldust and the IC title, and he's with Brett and Davy. And Owen comes out with his two slammies, and Goldust attacks from behind. Owen doesn't even get his leather jacket off. Basically, Owen advances because uh, uh, Dustin DQs himself. He hits Owen in the nuts. The yeah. ref just calls it. Um, but Brett and Bulldog are up for the beatdown, and we get a DQ for the match. Um, Austin comes down with a broom, and he fights off the Hart Foundation with a broom. He throws the broom, and he points it at Vince. Interesting. Yeah. Pillman back out with his part two of the XXX Files. And he's got the cam and he's trying to do his perv move on Marlena as she's in the shower. Mm. And then we recap the Heart Foundation with Austin's scuffle that just happened. And Brett flops a bit and says that Austin is an animal. And Bulldog brings up Shawn Michaels. And Owen says he'll be the IC champ. So they're all pushing for their um, uh, respective feuds. Bringing the gold back. Yeah. Savio out, and he's on commentary, and he says he's the king of the triple threat. Sweet. Patriot comes out. Bulldog comes out. Shawn Michaels and Triple H beat down the Bulldog as he's walking down the ramp, and they like start working down his leg with a chair, and fans are throwing trash. They're pissed off. So they go to a commercial, and it's a advertisement for Bad Blood again, and it's sponsored by PlayStation. PlayStation. Man, brings me back. Yeah. Um, we, we recap what just happened with Bulldog, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H, uh, how they beat down the Bulldog. And this is gearing up for the Shawn Michaels and Bulldog match that will happen at one night only, September 20th, 1997. It's the European title on the line. What will happen? Uh, Savio uh, just comes into the ring and the match starts. He takes the place of Bulldog. All right, sweet. King of the Triple Threats, why not? Yeah, no n- no worries. Yeah. Shawn Michaels is out on commentary, and Shawn Michaels <clears throat> says he's a bad guy, but uh, he's a great guy with an a-, a great attitude, but he's a bad attitude as well. What the hell? What are you, what are you trying to say, Shawn? Yeah, you're gearing towards the attitude, great guy, bad guy thing. We get it. What, what's, are, he's you're not, not a good you're guy. You're not a good guy. You're not a bad guy. You're the guy. Jack, you got news for us? <laughs> Savio hits the ref with a spinning wheel kick on accident. Triple H goes for the pedigree. It's reversed into the corner. Patriot is on the corner and he gets crushed by Shawn Michaels and he distracts Savio and Patriot and Triple H pins Savio one, two, three. And Shawn Michaels gets into the ring and Los, Bring- Los Bariquas forever come down. Yeah, and China throws chairs, 
into the ring. It's Triple H and Shawn Michaels and China in the ring, and they're surrounded by Vader, um, Patriot, and Los Bariquas, and the Heart Foundation start to come down. So, uh, looking looking like a, a all out war is about to go down, and then the show goes off the air. Wow! Yeah. So that's it, what man. A tease. Tune in next week. Yep. Wonder how that war went. That almost sounds like the intro to Raw. Like right. I could pick when I picture it, I picture uh, you know just a melee of you know a dozen dozen guys. That's building up for like the next week or so, or the next the night's main events, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Now this is the end of the show for this week. Um, well, that's it. What do you, what do you, what do you think? That Raw was decent. It was. Yeah. Not the greatest, not the worst either. Yeah, not you know, you got mostly uh, a lot of mostly fallout, obviously. But um, yeah, I'm excited for Bad Blood at this point. Looking back and you know, knowing what's in front of us, it's it's uh, one of my favorite matches of all time. Oh yeah, uh, HBK and Taker. I can't remember any other matches on the card. I'll have to watch it, and we'll have to yeah go into it. Um, yeah, Bad Blood though. It's going to be awesome. Definitely. And we got um, one night only in front of that. Yeah. So Shawn Michaels and uh, Davey Boy renewing their uh, on and off feud that they've had over the years going all the way back to 92. Yeah. I think our next episode will be Raw 225, then the one night only event, and then the follow up from that, the Raw 226. So you awesome. get three, uh, three action packed episodes in one. Sounds um, good. Yeah, so here we are. We're we're at the tail end of September eighth. Yeah. About to go to sleep and uh I'm gonna catch up on WCW Nitro. Yeah. Uh, see what happened there. See what the hell's going on with the NWO. Hulk Hogan Sting Sting came back. What the hell's Sting gonna do? Yeah. Luger had the title, lost it. Thank uh, God. Um, what's going on there? Yeah. And what's going on with our key players? Once we get to this, uh, bad blood area, Austin is kind of back, but he's not. Yeah. Not cleared to, to work full time, but he sure is, uh, making his presence felt and getting physical. Brett's still the champion. He's got a flag match coming up. Yeah. Doesn't um, have to defend the title. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Shawn Michaels has this hell of a cell match <laughs> and, uh, call it what you must Kobe. Yes, indeed. Vince McMahon is coming more and more out of his McShell. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And um, this is it, the origin of attitude. Yeah, stay tuned, guys. If you guys want to write in to us, it's retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. That's retromania with the W-W-R-E-T-R-O mania podcast at gmail.com. If you want to talk to Jimmy, they can reach you at... Uh, at Jimmy underscore Price on Twitter. And you want to key them up on your buddy Dan's um, zine? Absolutely, yeah. So Dan, who will be on the podcast here in a few weeks uh, for a guest episode, uh, he has a uh, a tremendous zine uh, if you're a fan of wrestling. And it it, uh, gets you right in the heart area. Um, It it talks about uh, his experience as a a fan and stories in his fandom. Uh, I wrote some stuff for one of the issues. Uh, It's called Hot Tag. Uh, you can pick those up at hottag.bigcartel.com. Highly recommended. Some great stories and uh, it's good, good stuff. 
Yeah, and speaking of guests that'll be on the show like Dan, we're going to have the owner and operator of the Savage Stash, yeah. Evan. Uh, he'll be on as a guest as well. Yeah, he's going to be our first guest episode. I think so. Yeah. Um, we're going to be recording that next week. And it'll be up as soon as we can get it out. But go take a look at thesavagestash.com. Yeah. Um, it's your authentic apparel and wrestling merchandise, the cream of the crop, man. Dig it, dig it, boom, yeah. Um, yeah, so like us on Facebook, share, rate, review. Yeah. Um, let us know how you feel. Please like the Facebook page so you can see this creepy fan art of Shawn Michaels that looks like Lex Luger. Yeah, we talked good. about that last episode, but yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get that posted up. Look uh, at it again. Yeah, please go back. <laughs> this Ground Zero Fallout and this Raw episode has been uh, a delight. Let's, yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's keep on grinding the origin of attitude. Check you guys next time. Yep. Thanks for listening. Stuff. Get into it.